Ustad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum on Arafat. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussain. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasooli al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah jalla today we focus on Surah to Ibrahim. Surah Ibrahim is chapter number 14 of the Noble Qur'an. It was revealed in Makkah, Mukarramah and surroundings. It comprises 52 verses and ayat. Ibrahim means Abu Rahim, the compassionate father. So Almighty Allah Jalla in the beginning is highlighting to us the mission, the message of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka litukhrijan nasa minat zulumati ilan nur. You Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you must take the people, humanity, out from the darknesses in which they are groping in and bring them to the effulgence, the radiance and celestial light of Islam. When one draws a comparison, you will see the word zulumat that is mentioned in plural. There are many ways to go astray. Capitalism, Zionism, Socialism, Communism, all these isms. Remember those are darknesses. But Islam is one and only and that is the nur and the radiance and effulgence according to the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So that is why you will always find it in the singular because that is the one and only way. All Allah Jalla Wala teaches us La in Shakartum La Azidan Nakum Wala in Kafartum inna Adabi La Shadid. If you are grateful, thankful to Almighty Allah, then I'll increase my bounties, favors upon you. What is shukr? The greatest shukr is ta'at, obedience to Almighty Allah, obedience to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And disobedience and ungratefulness, ingratitude, a major, major sin. Wala in kafartum. If you commit kufran, kufran means un- ingratitude, unthankfulness. In adabi la shadid, then my punishment also is very, very severe. All Allah Jalla Wala teaches us about the khutbatun batra. Khutbah, the sermon, batra. Without praising Almighty Allah, without sending salutations upon Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu sallam, that you call khutbatun batra. Like abatar is masculine, batra is feminine. It is the day of justice. Shaitan is delivering his sermon and khutbah. And what will he say? Inna Allah wa'adakum wa'ad al-haq. Verily Almighty Allah's promise was the truth. وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ And I promise you, فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ And I broke my promises. I did not honor my promises. What did I do? 
andautukum fastajabatum li. I invited you towards fornication, adultery. I invited you towards gambling, alcohol, and drugs. I invited you towards kufr and shirk and all these vices. Fastajabatum li. Oh, human being, you responded to me. You answered my call. Falatalumuni walumu anfusakum. Hands do not blame me, but blame yourself. Imagine. So that is why human beings should always know the shaitan and the agents of shaitan. And there's no shortage of them. You get shayateen in human form and in jinn form. They collude with one another. They work in cahoots with one another. Therefore, we always need to be extremely, extremely careful. Thereafter, we see the lesson of Nabi Ibrahim. This entire surah is known as Surah to Ibrahim, chapter 14. Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, making dua from Makkah Mukarrama, Rabbij al-Hadal Balada Amina. Ya Allah, make the city a city of peace, safety, and security. All Almighty Allah accepted the dua. Waman dakhalahu kana amina. Whoever enters the Haram Sharif, Makkah, Amina, Muzdalifa, three memes, M3. So remember, you are in this place of safety and security. O Almighty Allah, this is my dua. I'm leaving my wife, Sayyida Hajra radiallahu anha, my beloved son, Nabi Ismail alayhi Rabbana inni askantu min dhurriyati biwadin ghayri dhi zara'in inda baytikal muharram. Ya Allah, I'm leaving my wife, I'm leaving my son in a place where there's no vegetation, no habitation. And Ya Allah, I'm leaving them, Allah ke hawala, placing them in your trust, Ya Allah. Look at the duas he recited. This is Khalilullah, Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam. Now the mother, wife, and the son cannot see him. He cries to Almighty Allah, Rabbana li yuqimu salat, O Allah, let them establish the salat. They themselves will read salat and make others do so. Look at the glory, the beauty, the style of the noble Quran. Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam's dua. Ya Allah, let the hearts of some people be inclined towards them, towards Makkah Mukarramah. They go again and again and again for Umrah and Hajj. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, 65 times Hajj, 1000 Umrahs. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, 55 times Hajj. Pirani Pir, Sayyidina Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, rahmatullah alayhi, 50 times Hajj. So the hearts of people are inclined towards the Baytullah, towards Kaaba Musharrafah, the dua of Khalilullah Ibrahim alayhi salam. It is desert. Ya Allah, warzuquhum minas thamaratil allahum yashkurun. Ya Allah, you grant them the fruits and make it a place where they will be self-sufficient so that they can make more and more shukar and be more grateful and thankful to you, O Almighty Allah. Thereafter, 
He remembers the bounties and favors of Almighty Allah. Surah 37, Surah Safat, verse number 100. He, Ibrahim, salam, has no children thus far and is very, very old. He cries, he begs, he beseeches Allah. Rabbi in aswalihin. Oh, beloved Allah, grant me pious offspring, progeny, and children. Surah 37, verse 100. Through his wife, Sayyidah Hajra, Hajar, Hajra, both ways you can read. She then gives birth to Nabi Ismail, salam. He's the only child and son at that time. And through Sayyidah Sarah, radiallahu ta'ala anha, we find Nabi Ishaq, salam, is born. Now he thanks Allah. All praise due to Almighty Allah who granted me despite my old age Ismail wa Ishaq Ismail the one who listens to Allah wa Ishaq the one who is smiling we see our brother Junaid Khan always smiling like Ishaq alayhi salam so we make dua for our deceased, especially our parents, all of you who have lost your parents. Rabbana fili wali walidayya walil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab. Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and forgive the believers. The day the reckoning is established. Very beautiful, powerful dua. May Almighty Allah grant us Jannatul Firdaus and our beloved parents and the entire Ummah Muslimah. Barakallahu feek. Allah give tawfiq. Jazakumullah khairan Ustad. Yes, it's exactly 28 minutes to 5. You are listening to Safina to Ilal Jannah. Last night we had a very beautiful program. Myself and Hazrat Mulana Mufta Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. I've got Brother Yusuf all the way from Iceland and he says it's exactly now 2.29 a.m. Ustad in Iceland. Brother Yusuf, he wants to ask, could Ustad please tell me the three virtues of Saeed ibn Zaid, Ustad? Remember Sayyid bin Zaid, first virtue, he is the brother-in-law of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and virtue number two is that he is from Ashram Mubashara and third one, he is married to Fatima radiallahu anha, Fatima binti Khattab, the sister of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anha and both husband and wife Saeed bin Zaid and his wife became instrumental in making Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu a Muslim. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu left his home and he had a sword in his hand and Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi the Sahaba were in the first madrasa and that is Dare Arqam that is where you, you know when you make Sa'i between Safa and Marwa so where Safa is the Sahabi's house was there, Dar, the house of Arqam radiallahu anh. He said Umar radiallahu anh was going towards that direction. Then he met a Sahabi. He told him, Aina to read ya Umar, where are you going? He said, Allah forbid, I'm going that direction. There when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he didn't say Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At that time he had a sword in his hand with ulterior hidden agenda, Allah forbid. Said, go see your own sister and brother-in-law. When he went there, lo and behold, they were making ta'aleem. 
and they were reading from a scroll, and that was Surah Taha they were reading. Lo and behold, when they heard the voice of Sena Omar, they hid everything away. Mm. But Sena Omar was a very, very intelligent person. He assaulted his sister, Sayyida Fatima bint Khattab, he beat up his brother-in-law, Khabbab bin Arat was there, he ran away and hid away, so they didn't know that he's there. Lo and behold, when after that what he did, he felt ashamed what he did. He said, show me that paper, the sister said. So Eid bin Zaid said, no, we cannot show you, you go bath first. He took a bath, he came back, he said, now show me. When he read Surah Taha, now already the heart had changed. Allah is going to give him hidayat. He's coming to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to become the 40th person to embrace Islam. This is the effort of Saeed bin Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anu warda and Sayyida Fatima bint Khattab radiallahu anha Khabbab bin Arad emerges from the back and he says, O oh, Umar, I heard Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa making dua for you by the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa, Allahumma izzal Islam, bi Umar ibn al-Khattab, o bi Amr ibn Hisham. Ya Allah, bring Umar onto our side, or bring Amr to our side. Umar becomes, radiyallahu anhu warda, the second greatest person to walk on this earth, for all times and all places after the Anbiya, and the messengers, alayhi salatu wassalam, and is buried there, next to Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu warda and he Amr bin Hisham becomes Abu Jahal on in the battle of Badr 17 Ramadan Friday dispatched straight to Jahannam so that is Sa'id bin Zaid radiallahu ta'ala and so remember there are great great virtues one person made a claim against Sayyid bin Sa'id bin Zaid and said that you had taken this land of mine open Bukhari Sharif you will find it he said, I heard the hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and you're telling me that I took your land? Ya Allah, you make him blind. If, <laughs> he, if I am lying, you make him blind. Meaning, if I speak in the truth and he's lying, then you punish him. And open Bukhari Sharif, that person became blind. So this is mustajabu da'wat, that how they were such people. Man adali waliyan faqad adantu bilharb. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. When you have enmity, you work against the awliyaullah. Then Allah says, I will announce the war against you. So sahaba are the greatest people after the anbiya, the greatest of awliyaullah. They are greater than the awliyaullah themselves. So remember, this is Sayyid bin Zaid. Study the profile of Sahaba, and in that way, the love for Iman and Islam and Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam Sahaba will increase, inshallah. Brother Jazakallah Khair, all the way from Iceland, mashallah. Iceland, uh, Ustad, Iceland is it uh, winter? Why? Uh, small country, right on top there, mashallah. Less mm. than million people there also. Subhanallah. Ustad, we go to Harding. Somebody says, Honorable Mufti Saab, please give me a wazifa so I can protect myself against black magic. A woman has got my hair, Ustad. Remember, the greatest protection is, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq. 
Qul a'ud bi rabbin nas and read that, read Aytul Kursi, read the last two verses of Surah Baqarah, Aman al-Rasul, read Surah Fatiha, and read the manzil daily, and every day read a portion of Surah Baqarah, so once a week you complete it, give out charity, stay in wudu, inshallah no harm will come to you, be very careful regarding your nails, your fingernails, toenails, your hair, that you leave it around here and there and everywhere, then people get hold of it and want to cause harm to you, but inshallah you read what I mentioned, especially Qul A'udhu Bil Falaq Qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas All Allah will protect you inshallah Ustaz we go to Azadval Ummi Raisa She says Assalamu alaikum Muftisab Can a person pay the airport taxes etc With interest money when going for hajj Ustaz Remember all these taxes All these customs All these rates and duties And whatever else is all <coughs> <coughs> Ma for that, all of that Islamically we call it zulam, oppression, transgression. So there's no need for you to give halal money. We all know everything is coming out now in the Zondo Commission. So what, what things they are doing with our money? So why you want to give them halal money? They, if they use it for khabis and impure activities. So give them khabis money as well. So you give interest, it's fine, it's permissible. Somebody is asking you, Ustad, this is from Houghton. Uh, Honorable Mufti Sab, how should a Shafi'i perform Eid Salah behind a Hanafi Imam from Houghton, Ustad? Alhamdulillah, we are all Muslims and remember that the Hanafi reads behind the Shafi'i, the Shafi'i reads behind the Hanafi or Maliki or Hanbali. So you just follow the Imam. Remember that the Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali say that each Salat you will say Allahu Akbar and thereafter seven times Takbir. So Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar seven times and thereafter Surah Fatiha and a Surah. And in the second rakat, when you stand up, then you say five times takbir. So total 12 extra takbir. Hanafi say that you read Allah Akbar and then three times takbir. And thereafter, you continue with Surah Fatiha and Surah. And then in the second rakat, Surah Fatiha and Surah. And then before you go into Ruku, you make three extra takbir. So there's six extra takbir. So you, the Shafi'i, you follow the Hanafi school in the Imamah. Hanafis will follow the Shafi. We are in Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara each time. We're reading Salat behind the honorable Imams of the Haramain Sharifain. So we just follow the Imam. You don't do your own thing. So remember the fuqaha, the jurors differed for the sake of truth. They did not differ in truth. And many things, remember, were left flexible. You do this way, also permissible. You do that way, also permissible. These type of differences are based on awaliyat and awdaliyat, what is preferred and what is desirable. So everybody's salat is valid. I read behind Shafi'i, Maliki, Ambali permissible. You read behind Hanafi, permissible. So no problem. Ustad, we go to our very good friend, mashallah, all the way from Venezuela, uh, Muhammad Azhar. Uh, I know last time he did send us a message as well. He wants to know, Ustad, that uh, what is the significance of the 
Rilav, the Kaaba covering. Is there any authenticity and significance in putting a piece of the cloth into a person's coffin? Jazakallah, may Allah reward you in abundance for all your efforts. Venezuela, Ustad. MashaAllah, Venezuela, there's an excellent book, Tarikhul Kiswatil Kaaba, that you must read, the Kiswa of the Kaaba, the history of it, and it is translated in English as well. I have both Arabic and English. Nevertheless, we see the first person to place some ghilaf and kiswa around the Kaaba Musharrafa was Nabi Ismail salam, but it was not black, different, different colors and not one piece. Many people would come and put a certain cloth, then another person would come put another cloth and so forth. Then we come down to the Banu Umayyah and the Banu Abbas. So in those times there, remember that they came and then they made it like black color. So the Abbasid dynasty, so from that time there is continuing. And if you just go outside the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa, you will find Masna'ul Kiswa, the Kiswa factory, the Ghila factory. We've been there several times, but nowadays most of the time they want you must make an appointment. So it takes them one year when they should do it by hand. Everything was done by hand. And on the ninth of Zil Hijjah, then they change it. They bring five pieces of cloth, four for the walls and one for the door. So the, the Kaaba door, the golden door. Nevertheless, so yes, it has significance and taqreerun nabi. Taqreerun nabi means the approval of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that is why you find the kiswa and the ghilaf of the Kaaba Musharrafa. The second part is that people have small, small pieces and then they place it, you must remember, in the coffin and all that of the mm. deceased. Is this permissible? Yes, it's permissible, but it's not sunnah, but it is permissible. So remember that we must not just make everything not permissible, that we can say that this is permissible, no problem. Mm. Subhanallah. Jazakumullah khairan Ustad for that. Somebody is asking you, Ustad, uh, is it permissible to use a mouthwash, such as Colgate Plex, which contains a form of alcohol in it? You gargle and spit it out afterwards. This is from UK, Ustad. Not permissible. Anything to do with alcohol, you can't insert in your mouth and so forth. Remember, one, two drops go down then. What will happen? So remember that we must stay away. Da'ama yuribuka ila mala yuribuk. Leave that which puts you into doubt and opt for that in which there is no doubt. This is authentic hadith. The sababul wurud. Sabab, the cause, the reason. Wurud. Why did Mustafa Habibuna sallam, utter these Mubarak words? The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif and his hadith is Sahih, authentic hadith. One day, Sibtu Rasulullah sallam, the beloved Nawasa, the beloved grandson of Mustafa sallam, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, he saw some dates on the ground and so forth. So children, so he picked it up and wanted to insert in his mouth. Mustafa told him, no. So that you call sababul wurud, the background for the utterances of the Mubarak utterances of Mustafa Habibuna So to use this type of uh, mouthwash or medication, all these type of things that contain alcohol are haram, unless you must remember it's matter of life and death, then it's a separate issue. But normal circumstances, haram and not permissible. Ustad, we go to Brother Musa, mashallah. There's also a new listener. He says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sab. 
it's so hard uh, to tune into Merkaz Sahaba. But finally, Alhamdulillah, this morning we're listening to a Safina to Ilal Jannah. Uh, he says here, My wife and I have been married 23 years. Our house was bought in both our names. The house is paid up now, Muftisab. My wife contributed towards the expenses of the house over the years. What portion of the house should I leave in the world for my wife? I also have a son and a daughter from Angola, Ustad, Brother Musa. MashaAllah, my brother Angola, my brother Musa from Angola. I heard the news the other day and they said that Angola, they're banning Islam and so forth. Allah make easy for you. Anyway, people will try and do many things. The enemies will try and extinguish the radiance effulgence of Islam with their mouths, with their resolutions, with their media. Almighty Allah will let Islam spread throughout the whole world and Islam will prevail in every part of the world in time to come. Even though the disbelievers, that they hate it and detest it. Yes, sometime in life you struggle and then you enjoy. Now what you going to do, Brother Musa? You keep it locked on Marqa Sahaba. Day and night you listen, okay? Say, inshallah. What you must do, Brother Musa, is this. One is iftah, the fatwa. One is irshad, the advice. What I'm giving you now is irshad, is advice. My advice to you, Brother Musa, is this. You seem to have a loving, caring, sharing wife. And she spends so much on the house and appliances and furniture and what have you. So when you draw up your world, first is burial, funeral expenses, second is debts of the deceased, third is wasiya, you bequeath. For example, you bequeath certain amount of dollars to Marcus Sahaba. So that is your prerogative example I'm giving. So up to one third of the total estate for none is a person or organization and fourth is the shares of the A's so in your case it's straightforward so what will happen is 12.5% will go to your wife and then the remainder you make three parts the 87.5% and that you will make three parts two parts of the residue remainder will go to your son and one part will go to your daughter I see you don't mention about your parents if your parents are alive remember they also inherit one third and that will be one six one six equally for them. So wife twelve point five percent. And if parents are alive, or one of them one six one six, and they are Muslim, they'll inherit. And then the remainder to your children. Make three parts: two for your son and one for your daughter. Now that is the shares. Now, if you ask me, this is the irshad, the advice. I would advise you strongly that you should sign an affidavit. You know the law in Angola and you say that this house here, you have transferred it to your wife. So it is her house now and she is the sole owner of it or 80%, 90% owner of it and you own seven, you own 10% or 20% or 30% of it. So when you pass away, that 20, 30% will go to the wife from there proportionately and to the children. Inshallah, your son will grow up, he'll become rich, your daughter will get married and live happily ever after. So that is my advice to you, Brother Musa. Uh, Ustad, uh, one listener from the, the Zimbabwe asking, Ustad, please make dua for our country, Zimbabwe. This is uh, Yes, we make dua for Zimbabwe. Things are getting very, very bad there. There's fear of civil war there. 
and it was a crazy decision to increase the petrol price. Zimbabwe is a poor country, and today the petrol price is the most expensive in the world, 43 rand, 44 rand or something per liter. So obviously it's a recipe for disaster. All of you should be reading Surah Yasin. All of you should be giving out some charity and beg Allah for Allah khayrun hafidah wa huwa arhamur rahimin. Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, verse 64. Ya Allah, have mercy on us. Allahumma aminna fi otanina. Grant us safety, security in our country. Inshallah, we also make dua for you and all the people, brothers, sisters in Zimbabwe. So just a, a, a quick question, final one, inshallah. Uh, the sister wants to know, Muftisab, my ex-husband took money from me. Uh, please tell me what to do. He does not want to return that money. And I cursed him to hurt your time. I want him arrested, Muftisab. I was angry, but he is denying everything. I have a five-year-old son with him. We divorced from baby when he was nine months old. Ustad, please help me. Yes, remember what your ex-husband is doing is absolutely haram and he's exploiting the situation. He knows that it's going to cost you a lot of money to get a lawyer and so forth and so on. And you have a baby and uh, when you're nine months old or so already divorced you, I don't know if he's paying maintenance or not. My advice to you, you go to the family court and so forth. At least here in South Africa, they are sympathetic towards that. And you explain to them the situation. So inshallah, sometimes they can provide you with a lawyer also pro bono, free of charge. And in that way, he must he must pay maintenance for that son of his. is your his son and your son. And remember, you can even escalate the amount so that you get more and more from him so that the amount he stole from you or took on loan from you all that must be reimbursed and repaid yes you must make dua like this ya allah surah 29 verse 30 ya allah help me against this troublemaker and this mischief maker so inshallah almighty allah will humiliate him disgrace him and allah's help will come to you barakallahu feek jazakallahu khair assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh honorable mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein.